Hey guys, it's Jason Webb. This is the show that highlights local business leaders and the movers and shakers of Minnesota. Welcome to Minnesota Made. All right, guys, uh, welcome to a new episode of Minnesota Made. I'm sitting here at 401 Manufacturing, and we're in Anoka or Ramsey? Uh, Ramsey. Ramsey, Minnesota. Across from me is Mike Anderson. He's one of the owners, him and his brother. And, uh, and we just got a tour, and it's a, a cool facility. It's nice and clean, well-kept, well-lit. Looks like a good place to work. Uh, they're growing. Things are going well, and uh, welcome, Mike. Thank you. Uh, let's just, you know, one thing I'm curious about, why 401? 401 Manufacturing, you got all the numbers out there, you picked 401. Is this your old uh, area code? Yeah. Area code on your phone or something? No, many years ago, uh, when I started racing motocross, I moved back to Minnesota, and there was a racer named Donnie Schmidt, who, when I moved back here, he was just phenomenal. He was the man. <laughs> yep, and uh, I, it was just, he was everybody I wanted to be back then. Yeah, he was an, like a, somebody he looked up to. Exactly. Yeah. And his amateur racing number was 401, ah. or 401. And he ended up uh, winning championships, becoming pro, and then uh, died suddenly of cancer. Oh, and, man. Uh, I, I just said, if I ever start a company, I'm going to use his amateur yeah. racing number for the company. Yeah, and I memorialized yep. who he was. Yep. Did you ever get to meet him by chance? Oh, yeah. I met him and knew him when he racing again. Oh, you actually got to know him a little yeah. bit? Yeah, he's yeah. from Minnesota, right from this area. Yeah. Did you ever race against him? Uh, no, he was way too fast. <laughs> I was definitely not at his level. So, okay, motocross racing. Is this what you'd see on TV sometimes, or is it a, kind of a confusing looking track with lots of jumps? Yep, and exactly. Dirt and yeah. berms and stuff like that. How are your ankles doing now? Uh, my ankles are fine. There's a lot of other parts of my body that are not. <laughs> Especially when you get older, you start yeah, paying, paying the, the price. price. Yeah. They always tell me you're going to pay the price when you get older. And when I got older, I found out they're right. Yeah. When I think of rough sports, a lot of broken bones, I think of motocross and bull riding. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. Have you sure. tried bull riding? Nope. No. no. I, I, I think that <laughs> takes less brains than motocross. <laughs> Have you broken bones motocross? Oh, yeah. yeah. Many bones, more than I could even not have to pull out a sheet of paper and try to write them all down. Jeez, I almost died. I've had my last race given to me on the okay. operating table. Oh, well, what happened? Spleen. You can't just stop there. Yeah, what I broke the spleen in half. You ruptured your spleen in motocross. And didn't know it right away. And by the time I uh, got to North Memorial, uh, they said I was really close to losing all my blood pressure. I got lucky and they put big IVs in me and stuff, but they still didn't think I'd make it through surgery. So you, were you just bleeding out internally? Well, I had, they said I had 80% of my blood that went into my abdomen area. Oh. And they, whatever they put into the IVs was keeping my blood pressure up. So and they suggested uh, that I, if I wanted to do my last race before surgery. Oh, man, how old were you? I can still remember it. Uh, I think it was about 25, 26. Made, made it out of it. Uh, what was the crash? You remember the crash? Yeah, I, uh, I was practicing, and we were practicing some double and triple jumps. Yeah. And I was hitting them just fine, and a friend of mine said, well, you need to do a little bit differently. And he was faster than I was, so I took his advice and yeah. came up short. So I, when I came up short, I hit the ground so hard, it split my spleen in half. Just the impact. Just the impact, yeah. 
Wow. And my wrists, uh, I came up short again once and turned both my hands into flippers. Oh, they both so folded straight back like this. Yeah. Ah. yeah, when you look down and you see both of your hands folded backwards, you go into shock. Yeah, just pass out. Yeah. I didn't pass out, but everybody's voice start. You know, you always see it on TV, it all starts talking slow. Yeah. yeah so I think that got fixed also. Man, so yeah, I've been hurt before. <laughs> I guess. Right after after today, after work, I'm going up to Moore alone, going back out on the track again. Really? Yeah, I started racing again this year. Man. Took 10 years off because I didn't want to endanger the company, but now I can. Ah, uh, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Get old, you don't care anymore. Has <laughs> <laughs> your brother raced too when no. he was younger? No. No. No, that was no and he doesn't like it that I race. No. Yeah. Um, what is that? There is a life insurance policy that your brother should put key employee policy. We have. Okay. All right. Good. <laughs> <laughs> well, we I wish you the luck, man. I know it's hard to give up those things that you really love, right? You know, when you're passionate about it like that. Yeah. I'm 58, so time's running out. I figure I better yeah, get some years in. Yeah. Well, good for you. Uh, so, what was the name of the racer again? 401. It's attached to 401. For one manufacturing, uh, yeah. Donnie Schmidt, that Donnie was amateur Schmidt. racing okay. over in Minnesota. Donnie Schmidt. Uh, all right, so you and your brother come up with this idea. It's like, let's open a manufacturing. Mm -hmm. uh, would you call this uh, <clears throat> fall under like a machine shop, or what, what do you call this? I would call it a uh, CNC machine shop. There's CNC. such a variety of different machine shops out there. Yeah. And we are. Almost all, I shouldn't say all, we are all CNC, CNC Swiss, CNC Mills, CNC Blades. So you and your brother one day sitting around and you're like, let's open up a CNC machine shop. Seems like a great idea. How did this come about? I was running a different manufacturing company at, at this time over Brooklyn Park and my brothers and I, they all worked for me there. Okay. And uh, it was getting to the point where I was, I was going to start a company or become owner of the company I was working for. Okay. It just ended up that I decided to start another company. Yeah. And <clears throat> I purchased a couple machines, put them in a small bay, and Steve was still working for the company that I was running before, and I kept, everything was going good, got to the point where we need more employees, and Steve decided that he was going to quit and come on board, and that's when we took the machine out of his garage, put it <clears throat> in our shop, and just started going from there. Interesting. Um, you know, I have two boys. They're a year apart. Are you guys close in age? Uh, a little under two years. Oh, yeah, that's close. Mm -hmm. I have two boys that are uh, 13 months apart. They're best buddies. I mean, they fight every now and then, but it's pretty minor stuff. The thought of my two boys starting a business together sounds, I mean, pretty awesome. I mean, I would be a proud dad for sure. What was the relationship like with you and your brother growing up? Were you guys close? Uh, we were real close to the point where we got too close to beat each other up quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. Talking about fights, yeah, a lot of a lot of bloody fights went on. Oh, we really? Close fists and like oh, yeah. let's look at outcome fights. Yep. All right. Yeah, my boys don't do that. <clears throat> they wrestle around and, and no punches to the face. Yeah, times were different way back then. Yeah, I would hold them on the ground and, and uh, <laughs> wait for them to calm down because I knew when he got up, he was going to start swinging. Oh, that's my Jackson. Yeah. yeah, Tyson will hold Jackson down and so <laughs> get up swinging. He get yeah. the nose and then start all over again. 
<laughs> I can just see it, man. My brothers and sisters were going around <laughs> acting like they're filming it with a camera. And... <laughs> oh, perfect. Uh, so you're close growing up, but you've gotten some scraps. Right. And uh, what's the relationship now in the business? You right guys now it's probably well? probably better than it ever has been. Yeah. Yeah, it started out kind of rough because there was a lot of stress, and Steve hadn't really been in management or anything like that before, so things really got to him. You know, telling you know, employees what to do and yeah, the stress of owning a business and oh, okay. dealing with customers and all that kind of stuff. Uh -huh, and, yeah. and you're you're laying it all on the line when you start a business. Yeah, and a lot of risk. Yeah, a lot of risk and pressure. So over the years, uh, he got more and more used to it, and we kind of uh, our roles kind of started defining themselves to where yeah. they weren't interacting. And he does, you know, we slowly figured out what he's going to do and what I'm going to do. Yeah. And, been successful at it. Yeah. Not that we haven't had rough times, but yeah. know, overall it's been good. You figure out what lane to stay in. Yeah, exactly. What you're good yep. at, what he's good yep. at. Yeah. And don't let every bump in the road turn you upside down. Yeah. Have confidence that you know what you're doing and, and you'll get through the tough times if you just work at it. Yeah. Keep this a positive attitude. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Bumps in the road, you said. Um, got any war stories? I mean, coming up through the ranks, doing what you're doing, getting to the point where you are now, any pivotal moments that you're like, man, this sucks, but I got through it. i say that we've moved twice, and each time we've moved, it's been a rough year after that. Huh. Just because the amount of cash it's taken to move, and somehow shut down and all that. Yeah, shut down everything else, and somehow, every time that we've moved, something has happened right after. Something bad? Yeah, something uh, yeah, yeah, bad, but you know, it's always opened up other opportunities. Uh, we lost one of our top three customers right after we moved into this building. And uh, one of the reasons we moved was to take care of that customer better. Yeah. And we ended up, it wasn't our fault, we ended up losing them because they lost their contract. And then we found out well, everything that we did for that customer had to do with that contract. Oh. So it went from our third largest customer to absolutely nothing within two months. Jeez. And and we had just moved into this building and spent a lot of cash moving and everything else. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, if, if you do a good job and you you're running your company right, there's other companies that you'll run into that will help you fill that void and go keep going forward. Yeah. Okay. How long ago did you move into this building? We've been here a little over two years. I should say that about almost almost two and a half years now. COVID impacts you at all? It did. Uh, we slowed down for maybe a month and a half. Uh, our big, one of our biggest customers is Life Fitness Exercise Equipment. Oh yeah. And when the health club shut down, they went from our largest customer to almost one of our smallest. And but at the same time, the bicycle industry went crazy. Uh, we were talking about the uh, uh, camping trailers and stuff like that. We were able to take advantage of all of the industries that were starting. Go like crazy. Yeah, good for you. And, and that filled void of life fitness. Life fitness take the hit because all the gyms are closed down? Or what? Yes, life fitness uh, only sells to gyms, only commercials. Yeah. They don't do anything for you know, homes or anything like that. Sure. So when all the health clubs shut down, no, none of the health clubs are buying exercise equipment. Right. And so they drop down. Yeah. Right now they're on their. their doing well again and start to come back. So that's okay. that's the other thing that's, that's forcing us to grow is life fitness is now starting to come back. So now we're even busier than we ever have. Yeah. Got 
get a different building. Move again. Yeah. No, not yet. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> um, okay, let's talk about some of the things you do now. Um, in case there's somebody listening or watching this that needs a CNC machine shop, is that what you called yourself? Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> to make some parts. What What are, do you have a niche or certain things you're good at, uh, a certain focus, anything like that? Um, I would say we're, right now we're large enough to where we can take care of almost everything, all types of machining that a customer needs. Okay. We know when you're small, you only have a few different types of machines. Yeah. We've been building our Swiss department up for doing Swiss style parts. Uh, we've slowly blended into being more of a production shop mm -hmm. um, where we don't do very many onesie twosies anymore. We're doing anywhere from 50 to a million pieces. Wow. And, and uh, we've been able to purchase equipment that is good at doing larger quantities. Okay. It's good and efficient to get the price down where it needs to be. And at the same time, we've kept a certain amount of equipment for doing the smaller orders, like 50 pieces, sure. and, and that sort of a thing. Also, uh, we do upfront engineering with customers. You know, if, say a customer is developing a new product, we get involved with them from the beginning. The while design piece. Yes, yeah. while they're designing that product so that we can tell them this is gonna, this is gonna increase your price of your part 30%. Right. Can you change it to this, and, and you'll get the price down where you need to be. Yeah, that's helpful. You know, if you go through a whole, you know, 30 drawings like that, sometimes you can help a customer take out 25% of the cost wow. of their part. That's huge. Yeah. yeah. Swiss. Swiss machines? Swiss machines. Were, Swiss machines were uh, started a long time ago for doing small parts that go inside of a watch. That's kind of how they got their name. Oh, and okay. they've. Uh, just evolved into getting larger and larger and larger. The Swiss we just purchased now can be used a quarter bar stock. But they're designed for doing uh, longer parts, oh. smaller parts. Okay. Uh, they have multi-axis where they can do the drilling and milling and turning and tapping. When the part comes out, it's complete, all finished, all done. You don't have to handle it more than once, one time. Yeah. And they run off 12-foot bar feeders. So you can sometimes, a lot of times we run them lights out. We'll just leave the lights out, compressor oh, on, and come go back on Monday. Come back on Monday, and the, or Monday, and the parts are all stacked up. Man, I wish my employees would do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's uh, that's the reason for buying them. Less uh, less employee contact. Yeah. Well, good for you. Uh, when we did the tour, I remember seeing a bike sprocket. Is mm -hmm. that what that was, right? That's correct. What are some of the other things that you're making right now? Uh, as far as the bike sprocket, for the bicycle industry and for this customer, uh, Wolftooth, uh, they make all kinds of products. They make uh, tools for working on bikes. Uh, they make uh, packs for putting on your bike for carrying tools, okay. sprockets. Uh, they're getting into grips, oils, all kinds of stuff like that. And nice. So that's the kind of stuff we do for the bicycle industry. Um, that's for Wolf, Wolftooth. Wolftooth components. Shout out to Wolftooth. Yeah. Yeah, they uh, got involved with them when they were uh, small and they've been uh, one of our greatest customers. Nice. Uh, the other stuff we do, life fitness exercise equipment. Okay. Uh, we make a lot of stuff that goes into John Deere tractors, uh, Bobcat, um, yeah. you know, loaders, um, kind of just a wide variety of everything to be honest with you. Nice. 
Um, all right, so I know you just moved into this building and things are picking up again and going well after uh, Life Fitness taking a little hit there. Um, what's the future look like for 401 manufacturing? We've, we've been forced to grow faster than what we wanted to. And well, that's a terrible problem. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> it is when it comes to spending money. Yeah. Um, we've been forced to grow because one of the things that's got us to the point where we are right now is take care of our customers. Okay. And our customers are, with everything being so busy in manufacturing right now, finding employees is so tough. Yeah. Our customers are finding it harder and harder to get products, not only from us, but from other machine shops. Yeah. So, and it, to a point where it's getting to be a real serious problem where you're shutting down uh, production lines and that sort of thing. And we've always had a state of mind that, you know, we need to grow, we grow. But we have to keep getting our customers' products. So within the last seven months, we've purchased seven machines. And wow, that's, they're not cheap. No, I, the cheapest one we've purchased is, I think, a $110,000. And you purchased seven and seven months? Seven and seven months. The most expensive was 285000 Wow. And how about hiring? You've been hiring a lot of people? Too? We've been hiring as many people as we can get our hands on. So, um, what do you contribute the employee shortage to? Is it people sitting home on unemployment right now? That's what it is. We've, we've talked to a lot of them. We've actually had some people start working for us two days later. They give me a call. They say, I just got notice in the mail. I get six months more of unemployment. So I'm, I'm not coming to work because I get $900 a week to do nothing. So I'm going to take the summer off. And we've actually, I have email I can even show you of people sending me emails. Yeah. I told them, I said, you probably shouldn't write that in an email. It's on this unemployment. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's, that's been the main reason is people just aren't making too much money stamps. You should send that email to Biden and ask yeah. him what's up. Yeah. 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 Fix this. Thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure if anything would happen, but no, no, uh, probably not. No. Uh, they say it's ending in September, so we'll see what happens then. We, we, we could literally hire six people right now. We're we're short. Short. Yeah, we're right around 30 people right now. We could easily put on five or six more people. And they don't have to have experience. Just, we just need a body. Have you looked into temp? I mean, I'm just thinking okay. about temp services and stuff, or are they? Temp services can't find anybody. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, yeah it does. Who's getting most of them, uh, a larger company, say like you have a company that's Medtronic or that style of company. They can pay big money. Yeah, even if, even if it's more than what they want to pay, yeah. they'll pay much more right now just because they're desperate. Yeah. So they'll pay somebody three, four, five dollars an hour more than what they're worth. Yeah. Because they need some money. Yeah. They got deeper pockets. Yeah. But when things turn around, those will be the first employees that will probably because they're overpaid. So that's who's getting any employees that are available, those are the type of companies that are usually getting them. Okay. okay. And the little guys like us, we have to get employees through word of mouth or just people knowing it's a good place to work for. Plus we do a lot of training. If if somebody comes here with no experience, yeah. we'll, we'll start training them like from round two. Okay. Um, so I know I, I, we talked about the future, uh, you're growing, I uh, bought uh, seven machines in seven months, been hiring people, are you looking to hire now? Um, 
is there anything else? I mean, are you expanding on anything new? Keep doing what you're doing? Um, uh, we are, I should, well, expand as much as what these walls will let us expand right now. Yeah. If we were given the opportunity of maybe taking on some space and somebody moves out, you might think about that. Okay. As far as us moving into a different building, I would say no. Yeah. If, if Steve and I were younger, yeah. we might take it to another notch, yeah. but uh, so you got motocross today, man. Yeah, you got to take it easy. Yeah, motocross and all bike, and you got yeah, got some life left to live before. Yeah, before get can't just work it all away, right? So we'll, we'll keep doing what we're doing, and we'll see what happens over the next two years. Good. Um, well, if somebody's listening to this and they want to reach out to you, what's the best way to get a hold of Four Hundred One Manufacturing or Mike? Uh, probably through uh, our website um, at uh, 401manufacturing.com okay. or uh, stop in and see us here, look us up on the internet and if you need a job or, or parts made or anything like that, Yeah, help with engineering, help from engineering. Yeah, alright good. Yeah. You know, stop collecting on the planet, guys. Okay? <laughs> Get off your butt and do something and feel productive. I, mean, yeah. I go on vacation for a week and then about day four or five, oh, yeah, I'm definitely. going crazy, man. Yep. I'm like, I got to get back to work. Yep. I don't know how these guys sit on unemployment for months on end. I mean, how long has it been going on for? Over a year? Yeah, right? exactly. Yep. Could you imagine sitting on your ass for over a year and just collecting a check? I can't for a day. Right? I mean, when I when when I retire or sell this place or whatever I end up doing, I'll probably end up working part time. Yeah. Until I drop yeah. it a bit. Me too. And you gotta be doing something. Yeah. It feels good to work. Right. Especially if you're doing something that you somewhat enjoy. Yeah, right? But just being productive and getting out of the house and contributing to society, I mean it's huge. Right. There's too many people now that are happy if they got a car, cell phone and a place to sleep. Yeah. That's all they need right now. Yeah. And a TV. And yeah, it's not good. Not good at all. <laughs> Alright, cool. So check out the website, 401manufacturing.com. That's correct. Yep. Alright. Mike, I appreciate it. Yep. Thank I you. I like what you got going on here. And uh, thank you for being on Minnesota Mate. Thank you.